it's been a little while since we've recorded. We got so far ahead that I left a few weeks ago by so I could kind of like catch up on the rest of my life. But how are you? Yeah, we haven't hung out in a while. I was getting a little sick of it and now yeah, I miss it. I figured you needed a break. So I'm glad to see you. I know it's it's good. I'm still going to it's going to take me a while to get used to the fact that I'm looking at that instead of at your face. So I really need to figure out how to make this camera like move a bunch of shit around so that I can put it right here so I can still. But that is why I don't. I look at I look over at the screen. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. It's probably not a big deal. But all right. So the guy we got coming on today is Bryant Chambers, who honestly, I, I probably don't know as much about his entire background as I should, except that I found him on TikTok and I liked everything he was saying. He's got a super radio voice and basically everything he said about leadership or current events or whatever. I've kind of agreed with. So I, I did a little digging. He, he has a YouTube channel. He has a coaching platform. He does uh, like he's kind of poised as a he's an army vet, but he's poised as like an entrepreneur who helps um, like helps people figure out like the the thought, like strategic planning and stuff for their business. And I, I just have liked everything he has to say. And also, again, that he has an incredible radio voice. And I was like, dude, I would love to have you on the podcast. I just want a chance to talk to the guy. So I figured this could be fun. He's somewhat, uh, I think I think you'll like him. He seems to have some contrarian viewpoints. Um, so I don't know. This should be a good time. You'll either love Nothing I him. say is controversial. Everybody else is just wrong. I, I got nothing. All right. So with that, I'm going to let him in and we're going to kick this off. Hope you guys enjoy the show. You're listening to the Military Millionaire Podcast, a show about real estate investing for the working class. Stay tuned as we explore ways to help you improve your finances, build wealth through real estate, and become a person that is worth knowing. What's up, guys? Today, I wanted to stop and sponsor my own podcast by myself, which is a little cheesy, to tell you about the course that I'm launching called From Zero to One, Real Estate Investing for Beginners. Now, this is not a course to help you get rich fast. This is not a course to promise you to make a bajillion dollars, but this is the course that will help you get from zero rental properties to one rental property. It is designed to get you through your first purchase. Everything you need to know to get you through that step with support from myself, obviously via email and whatever, so that we can talk and I can help answer some of those questions for you. And it is extremely affordable right now because I'm launching it for only 97 bucks, which given the amount of content in there and the testimonials I got from the people who tested it beforehand, I am super on the low end for that price, but I'm going to probably have to bump it up in a little while but for now to test the waters and see exactly how many people i'm able to help with this i want it to be extremely affordable because i want to help service members and veterans get their feet in the water so if you are interested in learning about rental properties and you just want to learn how to get your first one and then there are some bonus episodes in there to help you advance past that but if you really just want to know everything you need to know to buy your first property without screwing yourself over this is the course for you. Go ahead and check it out. The link will be down below in the show notes and back to your episode. Hey, what's up, military millionaires? I'm your host, David Prey, and I'm here with my co-host, Alex Felice. It's been a few weeks since we've actually recorded, but you guys wouldn't know that because they still come out on time. That's why we get ahead and batch and time block like I always talk about. But we are here with Bryant Chambers today, who is an Army veteran, and now he helps raise and develop warrior leaders. And I, I'm going to say this, and there's going to be, I guarantee some of you are going to laugh, but I met him through TikTok. And for all of you who hate on TikTok, this, that, and the other, 
there is a viable use for it if you know how to get your point across. And Bryant did that. I liked everything he was putting out, and I reached out to him. Uh, well, I think I shot him a message there and Instagram, and we got in touch, yep. and, and here we are. So, Bryant, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, man. Thank you so much. It's my honor and a definite pleasure to be here with you, gentlemen, and with all the listeners. Yeah, there there will be at least one of those. No, we have, <laughs> the, there, there will be plenty of those. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right, so elevator pitch story. Uh, born many, many moons ago, abandoned by my biological father, uh, adopted by my grandfather, who was a 37-year career uh, Army veteran infantry guy. Um, came up through those ranks, born in D.C., raised around the world, came back to D.C., middle school, high school, college, ROTC, became an Army officer myself. Uh, did that dance for a while, obviously, combat veteran. Uh, came out of that, went into the Fortune 500 world and ran a part of a billionaire's business and decided I wanted to do this for myself. So got into that, started side hustling until I could sustain myself. Uh, and here we are. Now I focus on, like you said, raising warrior leaders around the world because the way I look at the world, all the challenges that we're facing from top to bottom can always be tied back to a leadership failure somewhere in the chain, like something going wrong. So if you take the events that are going on right now with like George Floyd, the fact that that's able to happen and that we're able to handle it the way we handle it is catastrophic leadership failure from top to bottom. And so my idea is if I can get in front of people all over the world, not just in the U.S., but all over the world and start helping them think about how to live like warriors, warrior culture, doesn't mean they have to be soldiers, but they think with the warrior ethos and the warrior mindset and understand what it means to lead, which is to lead yourself first and then be able to have the humility and the honor to go out and lead other people. Then we start to fix a lot of the challenges we have on the earth. So that's that's kind of my life's mission. That's what I'm focused on. What is the warrior ethos? The warrior ethos. So to, to break it down simply, I look at the world as two different cultures. You've got warrior culture. And the simplest way to sum that up is team before I. And then you've got civilian culture. Again, it's not about jobs. It's not whether or not you've been a civilian or been a soldier. It's that civilian culture that's more of the I, 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 I. What's in it for me? Right, that led JFK to say, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. So the warrior ethos is predicated on doing everything you can to make yourself great so that you can help the tribe that you're responsible for, right? And then always putting the team before I. The, the welfare of the team always, become, always comes before uh, my individual desires. Man, I, I like that. I think that, oh, I see he's got a question. And you're doing this on TikTok? I thought that was- uh, I do. I thought that I thought that was for 13 year old girls to dance on. <laughs> so TikTok is just my newest thing. I actually blew up first on YouTube um, more and I was doing more business coaching back then, not so much the leadership coaching, um, actually entertainment first. And then because I, I was a musician for a time and then I transitioned into helping people build businesses and build YouTube careers. Uh, and then so I blew up on YouTube first, then Facebook. I hated Instagram, so I didn't screw with that. Uh, I went to TikTok on a whim because one of the groups of people I always want to help are veterans. And I struggled on every other platform to get really connected with a large mass of vets, military vets. And I did one Veterans Day post on TikTok, and all of a sudden now I'm connected to thousands of veterans overnight. I was like, okay, great. Yeah, and, and the myth is that TikTok, and you know, I'm, one of my other hats that I wear is I am a marketing and sales expert, especially in the area of digital. So it's one of the things that was really interesting to me was a huge bulk of my audience are not young. There are people like 
30 is young for a lot of the people that follow me on TikTok. So this myth that it's all 13-year-old girls dancing, it, it really is false because, you know, the platform has a billion people on it now. And I can't tell you how many people I've coached or helped are like, yeah, I'm 48 years old and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Yeah, I just like to spread nasty rumors, like the, <laughs> you know, make, you know, fan the flame a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, I, I think, well, just like Instagram was for young people first. And so is Facebook. Exactly. I think uh, the exactly. younger people adopt it first. And then when they realize it's cool, uh, everybody else will jump on. And I think we're kind of, we're, we're at that place in TikTok now. David's doing it. So yeah. the cool people are probably coming not, next. Not, not well. Yeah. I'm not doing this well. <laughs> and it's and it happens faster every time. So if you go back, like I've been running online communities since before social media. That's where I cut my teeth when I first started my business was more web-based building. So online communities for businesses. I even did some work with PlayStation back in the day. But it was message forms. Then it was MySpace kind of kicked in and ah, that's cute. That's weird. Then Facebook kicked in and it took the adults a long time to really buy in. Then Twitter, then Instagram was a little bit faster. YouTube's kind of an anomaly that doesn't get lumped in with everything else. Uh, but then TikTok, it happened exponentially faster where the adults, it's like now a platform happens, the adults find out faster and then they get there. It'll be interesting to see what comes out next and how long it takes the old people to get there. TikTok though, it doesn't it play into people's incredibly short attention spans. Yes. There's no big commitment with TikTok. Give me 10 seconds, I can decide if I like this or not. Exactly right. Exactly it's why, right. It's it's, there's fail. no commitment. Yeah. Hey, um, uh, I need you to make me famous on YouTube. Cool. What do you want to do there? That's my, I don't know. I just want to be famous. I don't know yet. <laughs> okay. I'm going to invite you on to TikTok to, or onto, onto this podcast to promote yourself. <laughs> I, well, I did it. That's not how it came. It came it's a natural occurrence that I'm like, hey, look, this guy's going to, this guy's a YouTube guy. Let me just, enter, this is my show, isn't it? Oh, that's, that's, that's right. I forgot. Alex <laughs> likes things easy. So, uh, yes, yes, yes. Instead I, of producing you, content, he's just going to say, <laughs> I want to be fair. So I'll give you the best tip I can give you. Go get big on TikTok first and then funnel everybody to YouTube and you'll be big. It's easy. It's the same strategy. I tell people to use with Twitch, like gamers that I work with. Oh, I want to do Twitch. Go get big somewhere else first. Cause you're not going to get big on Twitch. They're not going to give you any attention. Uh, uh, I like that idea. YouTube, it's a little bit easier because you can, you can find something to talk about that can get a lot of attention. But if you can build an audience somewhere else and bring them with you, that's usually the best way to do it on some of the older platforms. Like when I got on TikTok, I doubled my podcast listening, like within, I think, a month of being here. Oh, wow. I believe yeah. it. I mean, you've got some good stuff. And that's the cool thing with TikTok is because it's such a short attention span, if you, if you can make a if you can break something down very succinctly, you'll do very well. And yeah. I think, uh, it, I don't know, I, I struggle with, I keep thinking I got like some, some great idea and then either TikTok blocks my video or nobody watches right. it. But then like the things that have taken off, like I, it's kind of crazy sometimes. I'm like, wow, is that easy? Like that's, yeah. okay, well I should stop putting thought into things and I should just comment on stuff. And it seems to actually work really well. Yeah. And, it, and it's emotion that drives everything. So if, if you can make somebody laugh, uh, laughter is usually, and there's some exceptions to the rule, because if it's like crude or not safe for work, that can kind of backfire. But if you can make people laugh consistently, it's probably the best way to do it. I'd say the next best one is pissing people off. And that's usually where I land is I, I, I make a lot of people like me, but then I make a very large group of people very angry. And if you can piss people off, it draws a lot of attention. I don't do it intentionally. See, obviously. Alex, you got to get on TikTok. You piss it, people off.
and then making people, people smile. Make them, make, you're speaking my language right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, that's, everything is about being able to drive emotion to make things work um, on, on any platform, not just TikTok. It, it's all, and, and I'll tell you, if you make people cry nine times out of 10, you'll cry alone. It's like that. Uh, it's not Cheryl Crow. I always say maybe is Cheryl Crow the one that does the dog commercial where the dogs are missing eyes and arms and the, the I will remember you song is playing. You guys I, ever seen that? I can't say that I have seen so, that. I apologize. It, that's fine. It's the worst commercial ever made because it's just making people sad and it's going to make somebody yeah. turn the channel. So if you're making people like you can bring tears, but it has to walk a really fine line of I'm crying, but this is also really, really endearing. Like when I did the video for my buddy that died in combat, that got a lot of attention because I'm not just making people cry. I'm telling the story of how this guy changed my life it was the real story the, the him passing away was just kind of the, the hook but if it's just sadness 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 nobody's gonna pay attention but laughter and anger are usually the two that i've found that drive the most attention yeah well if i can make people angry while they laugh at my face we should we should be off to a good start it's win-win yeah cool well so somebody gets into your funnel right and, and we say funnel but you know what i mean so yeah. what is uh like what are some of the first things that you like to try to talk to people about as far as like where do, where would you start someone on the journey to warrior ethos so it, believe it or not i would start a lot of the content that i produce is built to elicit a response from them because i can't really start somebody until i know our starting point and that takes a two-way conversation so a lot of times what i'm trying to do is get them in a position to talk to me so that i can listen so i'll give you a practical example a lot of young guys will say, hey, man, I'm thinking about joining the military. Do you have any advice? And the simple answer is no, because I don't know you. I don't know why you're wanting to join the military. Like, and I said, so I'll start asking some really, really pointed questions to say, okay, you want to join the military. Let's talk about why. And let me make that question easier for you. Do you want to make a career out of it? Uh, did you play Call of Duty and got inspired to do some of that stuff? Because I got some bad news for you if that's the case. Um, <laughs> You know, or is the military, like, are you in a bad place socioeconomically and you see the military as a stepping stone to maybe another career that doesn't involve the uniform? And when they answer that question, then I can say, okay, you want to use this as a stepping stone to a career, then I'll immediately say, okay, Air Force, you know, because that's the easiest route to getting a job, even as an enlisted person that matches something you're going to be doing in the civilian world, right? So a lot of where I start with people is in the listening phase, not even me trying to talk. Like I'll, I'll put stuff out there to get attention, but it's usually designed to elicit a response so I can hear, okay, this is where this person is at. Now I can start to help them because I know where we're starting from. How long were you in? Huh? How long were you in? Uh, eight years. Uh, but I think, you know, sometimes, you know, just having somebody around, um, you can call it a mentor, but just having somebody around that will, you know, ask the questions that your mind is blocking for you. Like, it's one thing to say, hey, why am I joining the military? It's like, well, that's a difficult question because you, well, you're, you have your little, you know, you're looking at the world through toilet paper tubes, as, my, as, my, as a guy used right. to tell me, right? So you got the, you get the blinders on in your own mind. And so just having somebody they have to explain it to, and then, you know, just the next question, the third question, the, the little bit of digging of, just the answering those questions can, can open up a lot in people. So I love that. Yeah. And it's a hundred percent. It's, I, I can't tell you how many people I work with. They'll come to me and say, I'm lost. 
And I'll respond immediately with, no, you're not. You know exactly what you need to do. You don't, you just don't realize it. So let's start asking questions. And then they figure it out on their own. I'm like, all the answers are in you. You just got to, you're not asking your brain the right questions. So that I, I come in more as a person, especially in the coaching world, it's more asking questions to get them to discover their answers than it is, oh, I have all the answers and I'm some super sage guru that's going to show you the exact path to your Shangri-La. Nah, it's, I just know the questions to ask you to get that subconscious part of your brain firing so you can unlock it. Yeah, you're 100%, 100% right. That's I think that help people get out of their own way. Exactly. I think that's I think that's true at every level. I mean, that's why I'm in uh, mastermind groups. That's why I've had coaches. That's you know, because a lot of times it's exactly that. I I mean, tons and tons of times where I'll be like stuck somewhere and somebody will suggest something and I'm just like, why, <laughs> why, why did I not like, you know? And yeah, so I think it's cool that you mentioned the um, people hate that answer that it depends, but that's that's more yeah. like with the military. I mean, that's more often than not. It depends is is the answer to unfortunately a lot of really good. Uh, opening questions to life. But uh, I think that's some really good advice as far as the getting around people who can ask you those questions and, and yeah. really help pull your own ideas out. Yeah. And I'll even tell them my story because everyone's like, why did you join the military? And they're expecting this because of my persona. Like it's going to be this epic. Well, there I was, you know, my father fought for freedoms and died. I was like, no, nah, I wanted to go to college and my football scholarship didn't come through. So Uncle Sam was paying for it. There we go. You know, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about being a hero. So I tell him, like, you don't have to have some grandiose, you know, Jesus came down and sat with you and explained to you that this is your mission for life. Like, nah, I didn't want to pay for college and my family made college mandatory. I was like, I don't want to go to college. I want to play football. You know, but it didn't work out. I think that's true for a lot of people who join the military. They, they're yeah. like, you know, I'm ambitious enough to know that if I do nothing, <laughs> I'm going to be wasting a lot of time and I have no better options. I don't want to either don't go to, want to go to college, can't afford college, don't have a good career, don't live in a town that warrants some kind of, you know, high level career. And so it's kind of like, I want to do something that will give me skills that are productive for the rest of my life. And uh, there's nothing immediately apparent and I got it. And time is a ticking. Right. So I'll put the green tuxedo on. That's how, yeah. And yeah. I think that's why a lot of times, I don't know the statistics. I'd be curious to know the statistics. If uh, how many military members come from small towns versus places like LA, New York city, um, so you can, yeah. there's a way you can back into the number because the statistics, I, no, I, I, I'm sure that I, I just don't know them and I don't, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to know them cause then it's going to mess with my, it's going to mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what I can tell you is that typical soldiers come from families where their parents were a soldier. That that's where the bulk of the military folks come from. Oh wow, that's interesting. That is, yeah. that is nowadays it was different, obviously in World War II, because school teachers and janitors were getting drafted and becoming army rangers or whatever. But um, well, and people are coming from boats over in Europe, coming right? Coming. And these days, it's since it's all volunteer, it's usually someone that grew up close to or in a military family that makes the call. Yeah, there's a lot of legacy behind that for sure. And I was one of those like. Yeah. Didn't have money for school. Didn't know what I wanted to study. Wanted to get out of Arkansas. Yeah. Arkansas. See, point proven. Goodness. Arkansas is actually a beautiful place, but you know. I forgot um, that state existed until you just said the name again. Oh, I forgot that was a place. Goodness. You should visit sometime. It's a great place. It's a great place. Yeah. Um, I mean. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, it's true, right? Uh, that's one of those states. It's funny because it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever lived, but it's also, yeah, it is It is small compared to a lot of other places. So yeah, and I was ready to leave for sure. <laughs> I could dig it.
Yeah. Brian, what are you working on now? Uh, right now, I'm working on a program uh, called the 30 Day Change Your Life Challenge. And so I, I started it on TikTok. It's actually taking a course that I created years ago, which is much longer, but I shortened it to 30 days. And basically what it does is it gives everybody a practical exercise. There's a coaching video and a practical exercise every day that if you implement these things, it's going to fundamentally change your life for the better uh, in 30 days or less. Usually what I find is the, the first lesson slash activity is so profound for a lot of people because they haven't heard it. It's like, yo, I'm already starting to change. Right. And so I'm running that through TikTok and then I'm, I'm doing a lot of live streams and coaching people in that way. And then running my podcast are kind of the areas where I have my full court press focus right now. My background project that I'm working on is something called the Soldierpreneur Startup Kit. And so I'm already testing. Uh, I'm testing the concept right now with a bunch of guys that I'm coaching kind of behind the scenes, not really on. I find them on TikTok, but a lot of times it's behind the scenes and I'm building courses to help existing service members. Like, so for example, one of the guys I'm working with now is a ranger instructor. And he's like, what do I do when I become a civilian? I'm like, here's what we do. We're gonna start networking now. I'm gonna show you how to either build a freelance career now, something that you can run while being a ranger instructor and not have to take up all your life, or how to start a business. So then when you come out of the military, you don't have to go into cubicle hell like a lot of us do right? Or go do some shit that you don't believe in. Like you can have something set up where you can still take care of your family. So that's, I'm working on that behind the scenes right now. I'm working more on an individual basis with guys just to test the idea, but eventually I'm going to roll that out as a free course to existing service members and veterans to say, Hey, if you take this course, it's going to help you get down the road to where you want to go. Those are the two biggest things that I'm working on right now. I like that the soldierpreneur. Uh, I mean, I like I like both of those things. I think challenges. I've been looking to do a thirty day challenge for something for a little while. I think they're a good idea, <clears throat> especially for you as a. I mean, it will help grow your platform and pull people in. But I think the helping people find a purpose before yeah. they exit the military, like that's one of the reasons that I do a lot of this stuff is because I realize, uh, like, one, obviously there's an issue with people depression, anxiety, suicide, yes. the works when they get out of the military, and I think a large portion of that portion of that is that people kind of tie their identity and their purpose yes. to the military. And then when that disappears, it's very, very, very rough. So if you can realize that your purpose isn't necessarily something you do so much as an emotion you feel related to a cause or serving or, or whatever, or you can create something for yourself, then that transition, and I haven't left yet, but that's what I'm trying to do for myself is like, I got to get this thing going so that yeah. I'm... <clears throat> able to transition and still have a purpose, still have an identity, still have something to work towards. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And it, you're, you're hundred percent spot on and it's, it's identity. And then there's this idea of, you know, when we come out, there's a really good chance. It's not true for every person, especially depending on what you do in the military, but it's, there's a really good chance that not only are you going to be like, who am I now? And what's my purpose is, there's nothing going on out here that challenges me the way that these things I went through with my guys challenge me. So it's like, not only have I lost a sense of identity, not only am I doing some bullshit cubicle hell job that I don't even want to be in, right? It's damn, none of this is, is challenging me to be a better person. Nothing gives me the high, let's say of being in a firefight, right? It, a lot of that. And so it's, what I'm trying to help guys and ladies figure out is how do you create that in the civilian world for yourself? Because a lot of, you know, obviously there's jobs you can get where you can get that same 
juice, but there's a good chance that that's not where you're going to land. So if you could create something yourself, then you give yourself, and then you get that sense of identity because now my identity is this thing that I'm building. Um, you know, my identity is who I am, but it's my purpose is this thing that I'm building for other people that's going to make them better and make us collectively stronger. And that, it, that just, it gives you the same kind of juice. You know, obviously it's not like the cocaine heroin high of combat, but, uh, and I say that never having done cocaine or heroin, I'm just making an assumption <laughs> that the high is similar. <laughs> They're very different. So I don't know. You definitely don't know what you're talking about. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a great <laughs> adrenaline rush though that's for damn right, sure i don't right, i don't right. it's funny that we talk about this and the challenge like so i'm reading the book uh wild at heart right now yes is, by john eldridge I, I, yeah and so brandon turner posted about it on his instagram and i was like yeah okay that sounds like a book i could read i've read a lot of his recommendations and it is like just punching me in the gut right now I'm like holy crap the reason i feel so like domesticated like i hadn't thought the word domesticated i think he used that word but i was like yeah. oh man that's it like the Marine Corps is incredible, but as I've gotten promoted, as wars have died down, like it is not scratching the adventure itch. I don't have right. like, and I'm, I've been like struggling for a while with a lot of stuff. And that book is just hitting me in the face. Like you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Here it is. So like I've been trying to do more stuff like swim in the Pacific without a wetsuit or, you know, yeah. things that just challenge myself, but like trying to book a hunting slash backpacking trip in Alaska this winter. So I'm like, I got to do something. I got to get out of the office and if that means i get eaten by a moose like whatever i got out of the office so. hey we're all getting out of here dead man <laughs> you know what i mean and, and if you get a chance read the book uh the journey of desire after that one because i think that's the sequel it's not necessarily a direct sequel but it's a book he wrote after the fact which is really good awkward pause while i write that down i love it uh yeah i well you're supposed to fill that awkward that. pause I might check that one out, but I'm not, I'm habitually or uh, uh, historically I'm not a big fan of David of uh, Brandon's re recommendations. <laughs> well, it, it well actually speak, speaking of that topic, Brian, you buy any real estate? I have not uh, since the last house that I sold. It's been a while since I've been in that game. Oh, okay. This yeah, I'm I'm looking to get into uh, right now. I, I've got a person who's a real estate tycoon who's kind of. He's working with my wife and I to figure out some of the things that we're working on concurrently to figure out what the best move is in terms of because we're getting ready to buy some real estate to build our house. So he's he's looking to advise me on how to do that properly. Okay. So yeah, that's primarily what we do here. I'm getting ready to get back in the game. It's just all this other stuff has been my priority for now. Yeah, I was yeah, just curious. It, you can't you can't go down that. Well, that's why primarily what we. Alex, you remember the conversation like a few weeks ago where you're like, we need more non-real estate people on this podcast. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Don't, don't <laughs> bring him back to real estate because I brought someone on who wasn't a real estate investor. Yeah, not my, it's not. I, so here's the thing. I was in commercial real estate for a while. That, that's the part of the billionaire's company that I ran was a commercial real estate operation, but not on the investment side. Now, if you don't like Wild at Heart, here's another book that you can give a shot. Uh, called The Way of Men. That's a really good one, too. A lot of good shite in there. I love me a reader. Yes, sir. Well, I don't know if you looked at his bookshelf, but... Um, I'm looking at it. He probably bought all those <laughs> and then put them all there to look fancy. Yeah, they're, props. Them for, they're, they're props. It's all... I mean, that's what Alex does. He buys a hard copy book and puts it in a bookshelf, but he never actually reads the physical book. He, he only buys the book after he finishes the audio book. 
That's actually, yeah. Pretty much what I do too. <laughs> if I really I mean, like a book, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna buy the hard copy. Yeah. I do it backwards. I'll buy the book first and then I'll eventually listen to it. <laughs> when you finally give up on picking it up, you're like, ah, I need to. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, I got to listen to the rest of this. I ain't got time for this. Oh, man, I that's love too funny. And yeah, for sure. And there's nothing wrong with having a bookshelf as a prop. Okay. My bookshelf is definitely a prop so that people can be super impressed when they come over and they sell my books. Oh, and then inevitably they crack one open and they can tell it's never been opened before. And they're like, <laughs> what is this? And I'm like, well, I'll listen to it. But now, now you have it just in case. <laughs> See, that's why I had kids. I can take my three-year-old, I can hand him a Sharpie, sit him down on a couch and he'll make it look like I read that because it's all. Oh, it's like, wow, it's you've just- highlighted a lot of this. And it's like, I don't know phalluses drawn in it with a highlighter yeah. like i don't even know how he knew that but <laughs> oh, he just circles man. the curse words <laughs> it's like you have parkinson's right all right i'm trying to figure out how to bring this back to a normal like where wherever we left off so i'm going to ask you i'm curious what an example of a challenge you might suggest to like like self-impose for someone to help if they don't feel like they're being challenged like is there are they like specific like hey you should try this or is it more like just creating an environment for people to grow or for them to create that themselves. So I would, if I was creating a challenge for somebody, I would get really like, if I was creating it for the individual, there would be an interview process where I figure out what's the thing kind of like John Eldridge says, what's the thing that makes your heart come alive. Right. So if it's like, for me, if you wanted to challenge me, you'd probably give me something physical to do like not a Murph because I hate CrossFit, but like, you got to go to the gym and you got to, you know, go through circuits of bench pressing 350 pounds or, or some crazy thing that I have to do. Um, but then there may be people who want to be more challenged intellectually. So I would be, and I would also, you know, obeying the fourth principle of economics, I'd understand that people respond to incentives. So I'd find what is the thing in their life that they want that they're not getting. And I'd put that on the other side of the challenge. Like you are not allowed to have this thing until you complete this challenge. Right. And so use the thing that they want as the leverage to get them busy working toward the thing that they, you know, the thing that they're doing. That's what I need to do. I need to start putting brownies and ice cream outside when I go cycling. Yeah. Like I tell people all the time, like if you want to eat certain stuff, cool. Just come with me on one of my three mile hill sprint workouts. Now you can eat whatever you want with, you know, within reason at me and whatever I want ends up being a whole pizza and three Cinnabons. So I kind of have to. Keep it under wraps. <laughs> I'll run as far as you want me to run for Cinnabon. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Brian, hey, what's, you... your what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Ooh. Oh, my God. It's a tie between cookie dough and strawberry cheesecake with the cheesecake chunks in it. And if, I, if you made me pick one, probably the cheesecake. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's acceptable. See, yeah. I'm... I'm, I, I, it, there are a lot of flavors of ice cream that are amazing. I usually go with like either a, if it's a homemade place, like a pistachio or like a, ah. um, I like the cake batter, but I am yes. more of a like vanilla ice cream with a really good brownie. That's my, ah, that's, that's my jam. That's good too. And so in the interest of full disclosure, I'm not a huge ice cream fan. I'm just using it as a delivery device to eat <laughs> cookie dough and cheesecake chunks. Like when I go to Dairy Queen, I make them put eight times the normal cheesecake chunks in the stupid flurry thing that they make. Cause I'm like, this is just a delivery device. Get the cheesecake in my mouth. <laughs> but yeah, flavor wise. Yeah. A good vanilla. 
you know, even like there's a spot, there's a homemade spot not too far from where we live. They make a freaking amazing chocolate ice cream. Where where are you uh where are you living right now? Did you go back to DC? Yeah, so I came back to DC. I live on the Virginia side now. Awesome. I we uh well, I say we, I know Alex does too, but I I love it. We were there last year for a conference and man, I wish I'd spent more time downtown. Like pretty cool place. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love that city. Yeah. What a fantastic place. I went there again with Russell early this year in January because I do photography. So I every time oh, I go, cool. go somewhere, I try to take pictures of the city. And uh, I got a thing for churches. So I went to the uh, the National Cathedral you guys got over there in D.C. What yes. a, just an incredible building. It's beautiful. Um, to yeah, be clear, DC. we're talking about photographing churches, right? Yeah. Where are you going with that? I just, I, mean, I just, I, I heard you say I have a thing for churches, and I wanted to try to take that way out of context because I know that it doesn't mean Alex is in the front row praying. I, have I okay, that's that's a whole other podcast. Okay, but... I'm just messing around. <laughs> I like churches. I like churches. That, my, that is a beautiful church. It might be. <laughs> oh man! Cool. So, Brian, what's next? What's the what's the what's on the horizon? So right now we're in a state of transition where my wife is preparing to go to law school. So I'm transitioning into being more of the Mr. Mom phase or the Mrs. Dad, whichever, you know, I know <laughs> we, we're all obsessed with gender nowadays. So whichever one doesn't offend you listeners. They, um, they dad, is that the, they, yeah. is that the they pronoun they made up? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm more involved actually with my kids. Like I'm homeschooling my kids during quarantine. Um, and she's really studying to get ready, you know, to take her test to get ready to go to law school. And so I'll transition more into a supporting role, which is why I've kind of been focused on the things I've been focused on, because they don't eat up a ton of my time, because they're things I've built over and over again, uh, like the challenges and even the soldierpreneur startup kit. You know, I've been teaching guys and ladies how to do this for years. Um, so I, on my side, I've been working on things that don't take up a ton of time. So I've got my podcast and I've got my TikTok all my other social media kind of exists to serve those two worlds, right? They're kind of just a, like YouTube, for example, has become just a repository for videos of things that I'm doing somewhere else. Um, but it, it's basically TikTok podcast and some of these courses and challenges that I'm working on, but then it's full court press, you know, with the kids, like my, you know, my kindergartner will sit right here in the chair that you guys can't see off screen. We'll do our lessons, you know, I was the coach of their football team until quarantine, but we still go outside and do football practice. So it's really, it's kind of, I'm in a phase of my life where a lot of things have become about family time and, and creating an environment where the missus or Miko, who's also on TikTok, um, can really, really focus on getting what she needs to get done. It sounds like a, a great phase of life to be in where you've yeah, had enough success that you're able to continue being successful without having to miss out on the things that are important. I think a lot of right. people get so wrapped up in, I was just talking about this on a podcast I recorded earlier <laughs> where uh, people get so wrapped up in the idea of success that it's like, well, what happens when you get 45 years old and you retire and you missed your whole life or right. You know, and so that's what I'm trying to avoid for sure. Right. And it, the, you know, the obsession, like I have to do these things because you know, once uh, you know, and I'm a goals person. So I'm, I always have to set some, like, I'm going to get down to 7% body fat. I'm going to get a million followers on YouTube. Like I'm insane. Like I have to have things to drive me, but the closer I would get to those things, I realized they're not really all that exciting. You know, like I, I'm very grateful that hundreds of thousands or I guess millions of people every week tune into what I'm doing on TikTok, And it's a blessing, 
and with that comes the people that I never want to be around. So it's like you get there and then you realize, oh, that's why Dave Chappelle went to Africa because it's just uh, like, it's a burden. It's a, a blessing and a burden. Yeah, because you just you you never because all the all the online presence presences that I've built have been relatively large, but small enough to where I don't attract too much crazy. TikTok, on the other hand, opened up the floodgates to like, oh, this is why people turn their comments off. This is why people stop interacting with their audience because the crazies come out in droves, man. And I was like, yep, that's why Dave Chappelle flew to Africa after that he got was getting ready to get cut that $50 million check because it gets overwhelming. And but the point is, you just realize that getting to this place isn't as exciting as I thought it was 15 years ago when I started building all this stuff. It's like, it's nice. It's really there's this really interesting bit in a, a book, a fantastic book by David Foster Wallace called Infinite Jest. And it talks about um, Americana and this materialism versus individualism. It's a super dense, like 1100 page. I mean, it's a, it's a tough book. Um, but he has this piece about fame and he's like, you know, you're never going to, you're never going to get to the place that you think you want to go. If you're just chasing it for fame. Right. It's like, what's he say? He says something like you can't put out a fire by put it by breathing on it. You can't right. fan a flame and make it go out. And so when you you have this ambition to become this big thing and then when you get there it's like dude, you've only made this thing worse for yourself in many ways. And and yeah, Dave Chappelle has been very open about um he's spoken about it on multiple occasions about the burden of of that. So I you know, I think everybody naively would say, well, let me find out for myself. Yeah. But <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it is something I I I, it's a, I appreciate the insight. It's interesting. So, yeah, and, and that's I'm glad I learned it early enough in my life to be like, dude, I don't need and, I, and to be complete. Like I, I was never looking for fame. It's just I always am crazy ambitious when I set my mind to do something. Um, you know, I, I was content just to have the couple thousand people that gave a crap about me and just work with them and help them make their lives better. But now, now that I did kind of inadvertently get a taste of that internet fame, so to speak, it's like, okay, cool. I don't need to be obsessive about any of this stuff. I just need to make what's on my heart and mind to make. And if it serves me helping people or getting them into one of these programs where I can help them even further, great. If it doesn't, I'm going to go play soccer with my kids outside. I don't, I don't need to, like, I don't need to, I don't need to prove myself, I guess is, is the thing. You know, yeah, and it because it, it, when you get there and you start proving yourself, you're like, oh, <laughs> this is this isn't exactly what it looks like from the outside. Yeah, I was gonna say, Alex said people naively try to you know want to find out for themselves. So yeah, I had heard a lot of people say this, and and I am by no means like famous enough that that's an issue yet. But you know, I always thought like, oh yeah, what a what a bad problem to have, right? right. And then Dan Bilzerian, <laughs> as much as he is uh, like you know, he's known for all kinds of crazy stuff, but I heard, I think it was London real. He did an interview not too long ago and I heard him talking about it. And the way he put it was just like, Oh man, that makes sense. Like he was basically like being wealthy and being famous. He was like, the worst part about it is like, there's nowhere to go. He was like, I could have the best steak in the world and it wouldn't excite me because the only reason it's the best is that I had the other best last week. So there, there's nothing yeah. left. He's like, I could have the best looking woman in the world. And, like he he was literally just like there's like no excitement left in my my life or nothing new for me to achieve or no like challenge like it was he's like i've done it like what else and i was like man that's that put it in perspective for me like man yeah 
yeah, at some point you just get to a point where it's like, well, now what? Now like, what? There's, there's not much more so now what? Houses. <laughs> and, yeah, but he's incredibly materialistic. So I think there's a lot true. of ch- there's a lot of human challenges out there besides just can I get the best steak and can I find Agreed. the best, yeah, best yeah. looking It's true. And, I, and I'll give you kind of the altruistic flavor of that same notion is a person like me whose soul is about warrior culture and helping other human beings. What you realize the more people you reach is you can't help a lot of them. And that kills me. It's like, I really want to help this dude that just came on my post and started screaming Trump 2020 on a post that was about, you know, making pancakes or whatever that had nothing to do. But he's so, <laughs> lost. he's so lost in his in his brain that I can't even cut through the lunacy that's going on in there. Or sometimes it's just simple. It's it's forced simple mindedness to where I'd love to come in and show this guy how to win, but he's so committed to losing. And, and so that's the curse is, man, you, you help tons of people. And every day, man, you changed my life. You did this thing. You inspired me. But then you see the other group of people that's like, damn, that's I can't help that. And yeah, for a person see, like me who gives a shit, it, it's hard. You know, and maybe mm-hmm. maybe I have maybe I should turn off some of my empathy. I don't know. But it's that's the altruistic curse It's not the steak and the oh, let me get a nicer Ferrari because I don't need any of that shit. It's damn, I'm starting to realize how many people I really cannot reach. And that's tough. Yeah. yeah well, that sounds nice. Yeah, Dave, you, uh, your example sucked. Dan no. Bilzerian. <laughs> I thought so before, and then you, and then you proved me right. So I, I'm here for you, Alex. If I, if I, if you got nothing else out of this show, I'm glad that you appreciate me less. Yo, yo, Brian, Brian's like, yo, Brian, let me tell you this. This guy had this show for two years and then he invited me here and then I just dog him. Yeah, that's okay. Poor, poor David. I feel so bad. He's like, what did I do? I did this myself. I know. And, and I was handed a microphone last weekend at a conference and told, Hey, why don't you introduce Alex? And you know what I said? Nice things, nice things. Because I thought, why would I bash my friend before he gives a presentation? And you know what I should have done? I should have just gotten up and said, there's no introduction. Alex sucks. You don't want, you should just turn off your cameras right now. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I would have preferred that. I thought yeah, that, that would have killed. That would have been like... <laughs> that would have killed but you know that's the secret that's the secret that um i heard louis ck talk about that um and so in the long run that's going to help you because one of the things uh you know because i always listen to super successful people on interviews because they always share all their secrets and uh it's one of the things i teach my students to do is like go listen like if you don't like reading go listen to your favorite people do interviews with like hour-long interviews because they're going to tell you everything and one of the things lou would talk about was on his show he always wanted to lose in the scenarios he was in because he says for the audience, that's always more interesting because they can relate to the guy who keeps, it's like um, married with children. Al is always taking L's and that's yeah. by design because the audience can relate to the dude works at a shoe store. <laughs> He's just a, a lady. His kids yeah. hate him. Like, and it's obviously it's exaggerated, but everyone can relate to somebody taking an L. Yeah, you know, so they, they, David's got the secret formula, man. Get somebody to. I need to get somebody to crap on me on my show. That's what I'm missing. Well, you can't have Alex. He's taken. <laughs> yeah, you can't have me. <laughs> well, you can, but I'm expensive. Hey, we'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah, it's so expensive. He buys his own shirts. It's it's easy. He doesn't even <laughs> wear my shirt. I sent him a shirt, and he wears pink. 
So, oh man. All right, Brian. <laughs> so I got a few questions that I always ask and I want to run through them real quick. Um, the first is if an E1, E2, or, or you know, a youngster, hipster, whatever we call people these days when they're young in life, uh, walked up to you asking you for advice, you only had a few minutes to give them your best tip. What would that be? I would tell them, trust the process first and foremost. Uh, secondly, uh, do everything, every school you can get sent to, every opportunity for you to learn, take advantage of it because it's going to make you more effective. But more importantly, it's going to make you more valuable to your team. And the more you can give to your team, the more that's going to come back to you in spades. Because like I tell everybody, you know, from the officer side of the house, my NCOs and soldiers made my career. And that's not hyperbole. It's not me saying the right thing. It is the absolute effing truth that these men are the reason why, you know, my unit kept winning all these awards because they kick ass. I said, so if you trust the process, you trust the people around you, you trust, assuming you have good leadership, right? You might be one of those rare people that's in a bad chain of command, but it's trust the process, learn everything you can, and then give everything you've got. You know, it's like when I'm coaching my son's teams, every time I coach a new team, I ask every kid to go around the circle and ask me, what's the definition of a winner? And they tell me, oh, the guys that win the most points, blah, blah, blah. I said, a winner is a person who gives everything he or she has to help the team win, period. I said, so in my book, regardless of what the scoreboard says, now I want to win, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to come out here and take L's, but if you gave everything you had on the field or on the court and you could see, look me in my face and say, I gave everything to the team and we still just took the L, then you won. And it's the same thing for the young guys coming in. It's, and especially today with, with social media and all the different ideas floating around, like trust the process, trust your team and give everything you have to them. Because it will always, always come back, you know, have to be you, good for you. Have you read, uh, oh, I can't remember which one it is, if it's Stephen Covey or the other Covey, but uh, The Speed of Trust? I have not. That's yeah, like something I should read. I read that not too long ago, and man, it really hit home because it's basically just saying like trusting the you know trust in general is like the fastest way to accomplish stuff. And I, I've really kind of started to notice like when people do trust or don't trust. Like I used to break things down into like micromanagers and non-micromanagers and this and that and leadership stuff. And then I've just kind of realized like, man, if you really sum it all down, it's like if they trust you, things go really well. And if people don't trust you or just aren't trusting, things are very rough. It, it seems to yeah. be that you can break a lot of stuff down to that word. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, I agree. Like if you, that's one of the things I loved, about, I, I still love about the military though, is that, that team piece that, yeah. you know, that, that, that's cool, man. I like that. Yeah, right. and, and so taking the actions, like doing everything you can to help your team is a form of love. And that goes back to Sun Tzu who said the general, or anybody, doesn't have to be a general, who loves their soldiers like their own dear, dear children, those soldiers will follow him into death. And a lot of people don't talk about love when they talk about Sun Tzu because it sounds too soft, but it, that's the main takeaway from that book is if, you and if I love my men, I'm going to do everything I can to develop myself to serve them. And you can't lose when you have that type of mentality, man. I love Sun Tzu so much that I have a tapestry of the book hanging from my walls. Ooh, that's awesome. I'm, I'll send you a picture of it. It's so dope. Yeah, dude. Send that to me. For real. Nick, I'll, yeah. I'll send it to you. I need to get you on TikTok so I can follow you, man. Start taking video of that stuff. <laughs> My life is too dope for TikTok, okay? I can't handle it. Dude, you would, <laughs> you might think, be right. I've told you before that I think TikTok would, you would fit the personality well for TikTok, but... yeah. For sure. You know, Alex wants to stunt his own growth by being scared, so that's not my problem. 
Ouch. Now he's now he's now he's gonna do it. You wait. Tomorrow there will be a TikTok. <laughs> Accomplished. <laughs> subtle, subtle. Uh, all right. What is one resource, a book, course, website, whatever that you would recommend? To, normally, I say people getting started in real estate, but people getting started in in, in whatever. I don't know business, uh, leadership. So. <clears throat> Uh, Book-wise, I'd tell them, I'll even put it on the screen for the people that are watching. I'd say just start real simple, book-wise, if I can get my light here. There we go. Let's block the light. It's Managing Oneself by Peter F. Drucker. Uh, Real simple book. Takes about 45 minutes to read. It's like a little booklet. Uh, Tons of value in there. Uh, I'm going to selfishly say if somebody wanted to start their journey of taking command of their life and business to join uh, either my 30-day challenge which is 30days.bryantchambers.com. And then the follow-on from that is a program that I run that's not free called the Good Life Playbook. And that's at learn.bryantchambers.com. Because what I did was I went around the world and started taking all these other people's and gurus courses. And then I was just like, I'm going to do it better than all of them and make it cheaper. I'm going to do the Walmart of online courses. Um, And then just let all my customers say, did you know I was in so-and-so's course and they didn't even teach this stuff you're teaching for you know, one sixteenth of the price or whatever. So that that's where I'd send people in terms of courses because then they'll also get to interact with me directly and I can help them. And we even get them hooked up with one-on-one coaches if that's what they need. I've got a network of folks that I hook people up with. It's 30 day, David, you and I should do this 30 day. I'm excited. Let's do this 30 day challenge on TikTok because I want to do TikTok. Well, I really don't want to, but now I want to do it just because you told me that I am scared. You shouldn't, probably, you can't. Which is can't, can't, shouldn't, can't handle the ego, you know. No, some people negative reinforcement doesn't work on, but I am not one of those people. It works on me. It works on me. Just mess my ego a little bit, my delicate little ego, and I will deliver. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. I like that. So I want to try the 30 day challenge. David, let's do it. All right, deal. We'll do uh, as long as Brian Actually, follows me on TikTok. Let's yeah, I think, I am I not already following you? Brian? I have no idea. I don't I don't I have that many followers, right. so well, we I'm going to make a TikTok. I'll make a TikTok, but I'm going to wait till this episode's released. And that way, TikTok when people is... listen to this, we can all do it together. You're a military millionaire on TikTok, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think that's what it's, I don't have my phone on me. Something right. like that. If I'm not following, because you come up in my stuff, but if, because oh, I've liked a couple of your shoot. videos. Look at that. Oh. See, I'm a rock star, even though I have no followers. TikTok Mine's is my out. worst platform. I have two followers, by the way, and no videos. So, am I one of your followers? I'm pretty sure I'm one of your followers. Oh, perhaps. All right, confirmed. I am now following you. Oh, Hell wait a minute. yeah. Yeah, if you guys, so if you guys do the 30 day challenge and you make TikTok videos, tag me in them so I can show love, I can promote them. Uh, and so if, if you guys use Facebook, we have a private Facebook group where we do the discussions. If you don't use Facebook, I had a guy set up a, a Reddit page for me too. Cause I have a handful of people that are like, I don't use Facebook. They're spying on us. I was like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I, I don't use Facebook because they're spying on, on us. Uh, but I have a Google phone. So I don't yeah. know. So <laughs> 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 well, I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm like, hang on a second. Let me Google map this real quick. So that so I can put exactly my GPS coordinates in this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I laugh about. It's like I don't use Facebook, but then they have an Alexa in their house and an Xbox with. <laughs> or or they're the people who were totally okay with the idea of using a contact tracing app, and they don't seem to realize the irony. Right. Like, well, yeah, yeah. but it's just to track if I've been around someone who was sick. Like, 
Yeah, but you think it's just gonna magically up. stop? Yo, I went to the gym today and they stuck a thermometer on my forehead. I was not happy about it. Oh, they're testing. Well, at least y'all's gyms are open. I'm, we're still I waiting for say, ours to open up, man. Yo, I lost. I, I got. I, I had to go back in immediately. I'll take a, your analysis if they let me back in the gym. <laughs> I was insulting like, I the piss in a cup if y'all let me come in here. I, I you know, I, I, I laugh, but <laughs> our gym opened only for a few hours here and there on base. And the first day I went in, so only like 20 people are allowed in. Yeah. They closed every other machine so that you can't be within six feet. You have to wear a mask. You have to carry a towel. You have to sanitize. Like there are like stations every like wow. 20 feet to make sure you're sanitizing everything. And you have a one hour limit. So like I showed up and they were like, well, you got 23 minutes till the next person's time's up. So just hang tight. And I had to just stand there like, wow. You know? And then I had to wear the stupid mask and I had all this stuff. And I was still like, oh, I'm in the gym, you know? And I'm like, I'm, I'm telling to myself, like, this is the, like, this is worse than working out in Afghanistan with sandbags <laughs> and I'm happy about it. What in the world? <laughs> like what is wrong? But I've been telling you now, uh, best kept secret. If you guys have local parks where you're from that have gyms, go there because they're usually like six bucks a day but they're the best kept secret because only old people work out there mm. unless you go at night that's when all the getting laid people show up but if you go during the day it's all old ladies that just oh there's that handsome guy again that clearly doesn't have a job <clears throat> yeah to keep that and there's a gym at two in the afternoon the, yeah, you, you go have the gym to yourself it's all entrepreneurs or old old people <laughs> that's true <laughs> All right. So the one last question I always ask is before we wrap this up, uh, you know, where can people get a hold of you? But I know you mentioned, so it was, I want to make sure I got this right. 30 days.brianchambers.com. Yes, sir. And learn.brianchambers.com. Yeah. Just remember it's Bryant with a T. A lot of people don't put the T at the end of Bryant. And then they're like, the light doesn't work. I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> well, I'll make sure to link it in, in as well. But is there anywhere else that you want people to follow you? So this is what I tell people. If you like me, follow me on TikTok. It's at Brian Chambers Speaks. But if you love me, subscribe to my podcast. It's called the Bryant Chambers Movement. And it's on every device that you can put from Google podcast, to Apple podcast, to Spotify, to Stitcher, to Alexa, CastBox. I'm on all of it. So TikTok it is. And that was the Bryant Chambers <laughs> Movement. Right? Are you sure I can't borrow Alex from my show, man? He's too good. Oh, you should, good. you should hear when we have someone on the show that we both know. It's brutal. Because then it's like threefold and we're just talking smack. I, we had the last interview we did was like two weeks ago. It was a, a guy that we both know, very successful real estate investor. And I kid you not, this is Alex's like out the gate question is, all right, so Bill, talk to me about YouTube. And I was just like, it's like the show went great, but it was just funny because it was like, we, I know what he, we know what he was going for, for like pre-recording, but it was like, and this is how we're starting. All right. <laughs> Talk to me about <laughs> Sky. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, That's Alex awesome. and I, we have a, you know, we talk all this smack. <clears throat> we're still on the recording, but um, I don't know what it was that, like, so my first memory of him, I met him in 2018 at, at FinCon and his financial convention, it was in Orlando. And I remember I went to this little real estate, people hang out out by the pool and we were drinking Corona that I don't know if it was Alex who actually paid for it, but had not been purchased at the hotel. So we got kicked out of the pool area. So we took all the Corona and stuffed it in a backpack. 
And then we went into a restaurant and took it out of the backpack and poured it into like their glass and drank another beer. And then we got kicked out of there and we went to, they had like this awards thing that night. And I just remember us getting drunk on Corona's. We'd smuggled into the hotel in the back and just laughing about how like the real estate people at this financial convention were the worst people. And I'm like, this is, this is my crowd. Like we're the enlisted guys in the back of them. Like, this is it. <laughs> we're drunk in the back of an awards my ceremony kind of talking about shit. Like, this is awesome. My and, kind of uh, yeah. Alex and I became, well, at least in my opinion, besties, but I don't know. He, he hated me long enough that he stuck with me now. So good stuff. Well, hate sometimes will keep you together better than love, man. That's hate and nice. love are closer than Woo. way than razor thin difference between <laughs> those two things. Man. Well, he says he likes you until like we both just show up in DC, like Bryant. You, show us yo, if you guys show up in DC, holler at me. Now I'm too old to show people around because I'm <laughs> freaking married and have 47 kids. So I, I I actually went to a conference three years ago. It's actually one of my boys was running it uh, and he has a great course too on how to start a social media marketing business but um one of the guys there was already like a multi-millionaire been all over the world he was just kind of hanging out and so he, he and i and a couple other people kind of huddled up he's like all right yo b i need two things man i need a burrito and women and i was like we're in the suburbs brah and this is virginia on the east coast like there's no burritos unless you want to go to taco bell i was like in strip clubs we're going to have to go. I said, first of all, my wife, I'm going to have to show you where it is because I can't go. My wife will murder me. But uh, yeah, same situation, man. So I can show you probably the monuments, the African-American History Museum. I can get Alex out to the churches because there's really dope churches up 16th Street. I don't know if you made that trip. Just make sure it's not on like a Sunday. <laughs> don't 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 threaten me with a good time bro i will show up at your door in my pink shirt you're like i have overcommitted to this friendship <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then i'll just say hey manage your expectations <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i, I drive a minivan so this is only going to be so awesome i am so <laughs> glad like this did not disappoint i was like man i don't know i've never reached out to anyone on tiktok before about being on a podcast but this has been good man Oh, yeah, this has been a blast, man. You guys are awesome. I appreciate it. I, I look forward to we're going to do your challenge. So I'm going to try to I'm going to get this one edited and I'm going to try to push it up in the food <clears throat> chain of, of videos so that we can start cool. getting on that and see what's up. So whenever yeah, this and if comes you do out, any video clips on TikTok, let me know so I can duet it and just say, hey, I'm on this thing and they got an awesome podcast. Come check them, especially for the veterans that follow me. I like it. <clears throat> yeah, I will absolutely I'm do that. I'm you now. I'm going to use TikTok more. Um, Thank you. You're fantastic. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, this Thank has you, been brother. great. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from militarytomillionaire.com slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show. Give us a review on iTunes. Now get out there and take action.